Hello and welcome to the Broken Foundation podcast. Hello. I'm Finn Barr and I'm here to uh, speak with my good friend Alvina from Bad Actress and Long Arm Promotions. How are you getting on? I'm doing good. How are you getting on yourself? Yeah, really good. Um, it's great to have you on here. Um, you're one of the first guests I wanted to actually have on the pod um, simply because we've worked together a lot in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you've been uh, a staple. And from both being in a band and also promoting shows and doing that sort of side of things. Um, so I don't know if you may want to introduce yourself to the, the people listening and uh, just tell us about you, basically. Hi, I'm Elvina McFarlane, but I perform under Vinnie Vex. I'm the front woman of Bad Actress. I've been doing that for about five or six years now, and we kind of operate sort of in and around Inverness. And I've also been promoting shows for a few years now under Long Arm Promotions. Again, like mostly focused around the Inverness kind of area and a wee bit in Murray. And I've also tried to be a punter in the Inverness scene as well. So I go to a few shows at local venues and just try and catch what bands are around. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great time. Uh, you know, over the past couple of years when I, I've been involved and uh, you have as well, like there's been a lot of great bands kicking about um what sort of maybe bands aren't with us anymore what ones stood out to you uh just as from a going to see them perspective and just a bit of fun or whatever so uh one that really hit me hard was losing sea to sorrow yeah like they were they're a band i've loved for a long time i think i first saw them when they were opening for a slipknot tribute in the ironworks was that slipping out (laughs) It was indeed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I must, must have been about 17 at the time, but I just absolutely fell in love with the music. I wound up getting to work with them a few times, which was lovely as well. They were all really lovely guys. Yeah, I was a big fan of uh, Cedar Sorrow. Um, I loved having them on shows. I loved playing shows with them. I loved going yeah. to see them. You're just, uh, you're always guaranteed being able to headbang, you know? And absolutely, yeah. Just, this, this is just a really, really good heavy. Never, never a bad moment in their sets. Like, it was just... Nah. Exactly. Straight up heaviness for a wee while, it was fantastic. Yeah. And obviously the one that goes without saying as well has to be King Cobalt. Oh, shucks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah. a, it was a genuine pleasure getting to getting to host you guys, actually, for one last show. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, we had a great last show. We we, we had the best time. Um, uh, that's the thing, like, uh, you know, that's how we first met was through King Cobalt, like Cobalt at the time, coming through yeah. to do Forest Fest, which was you know, you're a baby yeah. <laughs> at first. Um, and that was a great experience. We had such a good time. Oh, and I mean, it was absolutely lovely, lovely having you guys on. Like, it's yeah. never met any of you, never heard your stuff and was absolutely blown away from the start. I mean, it was, it was a cool time because um, I sort of followed Air Raid, now Bad Actress, at the time. Like, just because I was into bands and um, getting into local music. Mm-hmm. And uh, you lot seemed to just be just doing it you know just like getting out there playing shows kind of putting in the legwork and uh you know i think anyone who knows bad actress and i think most people in the local scene can't not know uh, bad actress you guys are you know you the five of you as a band are everywhere i feel like you're just killing it and have been for a long time i remember when we had i think you were still air raid when we played in ironworks weren't you uh, we will have been, yeah. I yeah. The, the Bourbon Nightmares launch, isn't it? Yeah, because I remember um, 
you you folks came on and just I mean, we were all like having a great time backstage and just chatting crap and mm-hmm. i think i got a bit too drunk uh try to keep up with you and uh you just had a great set and i just remember thinking mass that's rock and roll like 100 percent. you know I'm, i think I'm, I'm really glad it went down well we, we, we had an absolute blast that night honestly it was su- such a fun thing to be a part of i was smashing like the, i mean the whole lineup was great you know devil's queen and now not another former band at this point yeah a lot of, a lot of those guys are now greater than fear so another um, one another one that's sorely missed exactly uh i'm um oh my goodness the black king cobra black king cobra yeah yeah that's one um Fug, i think someone in the band knew i think johnny keel was their bassist mm-hmm. at the time uh who is a sort of local guy um and moved away there they were a great band as well yeah New, uh air raid bad actress now opened up and it was just fantastic uh we we were like blown away we'd seen you a few times at that point and we were just knew it was the right choice a hundred percent we just knew you were gonna you were gonna get things moving so uh well I've, I've been honestly, a... I, I know it's been a while but thank you thank you again for having us on that show because it was we were very much still finding our feet in the inverness scene so it was it was amazing getting the opportunity to play something of that size no, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, we were working with Steve Robertson, most people know, know Steve, uh, and uh, we were on the lookout for another band on the bill, and I was, I think it was myself and probably Ken were just saying, get your raid on, like, mm-hmm. this band care, they give a shit, they're going to put on a good, good show, they always do, so let's just do it. And, it's, uh, it's, it's lovely to know that's coming across, because honestly, like, the music we're doing and the shows we're putting on it's it's everything to us yeah i mean i i can see that from standing at the side and, and seeing you know the band all you know your characters as well as performers mm-hmm. you really lay into the performance aspect as a band which i i it's it's not my forte and it's not my like thing necessarily but yeah. i really respect it because i understand there's a lot of work that gets put into it mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I guess more on Bad Actress. Um, yourselves are playing at this year's Monster Fest, which is coming up pretty soon. We are indeed, yeah. Do you maybe want to give uh, listeners a bit of a, a rundown on Monster Fest, of what it is, uh, kind of the the names that are going to be appearing? Uh, I understand this is the first year Eden Court. Is that is that correct? It is. Yeah, it's. Um, it used to be hosted at the Ironworks. I believe it's on its fourth year now. And we actually had the pleasure of getting to open up the first ever one when it was hosted at the Ironworks. So it's been so nice to see that it's kept going. And it's yeah. now on its fourth time round. And it's just bringing fantastic names. The, the organiser, Mark Allison, is someone that we work very closely with. And he's just so passionate about it. When when he talks about putting his lineups together, he's, he's so focused on giving everyone a good experience and a good lot of bands to watch. And he's bringing in some some fantastic names. There's, if you look at his headliners this year, he's got Gun, who have, you know, they need no introduction in the Scottish scene. Yeah, and it's definitely. so cool, so cool to see them coming up north. And obviously, Marco Mendoza as well. It's like you could probably count more bands he hasn't been in than who he has. <laughs> and you, you you folks have got some some history with Marco, do you not? Uh, we do actually. Yeah, um, a wee while ago we we opened up for him in Bathgate. Which was it was a lovely experience. We got chatting with him as well, and he's very nice guy, very chatty, 
got loads of stories, really easy to get on with. And not long after that, we got the offer to support him on a UK run. That's yeah, near the start of this year. And it was that was a fantastic experience. Uh, we got to some cities that we've never played before and getting to just getting to perform with someone of that caliber as well. It was it was a very exciting experience. Especially within like um I say I'm gonna to refer to your scene a lot, uh, but it's you know, the sort of hard rock scene, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rock and roll style scene. You know, Marco's a name at the end of the day. Certainly in is. that scene, you know, it's um I think you know, maybe for, I think a lot of the, the listeners normally of, of the podcast might maybe not be so immersed in that scene, but that's a huge opportunity. Uh, and I really think you folks definitely took it on board and went for it um, because I just know the sort of people you are, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was certainly a learning experience. Like we tried to get, we tried to progress each night as we could because obviously with a lot of it, we're still finding our feet further across the UK it was our first time ever getting as far south as London and the like so we were just trying to to listen to everybody see how they respond to it and just get as much feedback on it as we could and try and improve and get used to playing further away as well yeah so I guess we you know more back on to Monsterfest um, I know I understand there's a fringe event I know you guys aren't playing at that uh, but are Mason Hill playing at the fringe is that they are indeed, yeah. 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 I believe, I believe Mason Hill are headlining the French night, which is a very another very exciting band to be coming out this way. Yeah, Mason Hill have been like it's, they've been pretty much smashing it for since well before COVID. I remember mm-hmm. sort of seeing their names on a name on a lot of bigger festivals and bigger things, you know. Yeah, well, I remember year years ago the. It was myself and a couple of the guys from Bad Actress. We took a trip down to Wildfire Festival. Oh, yeah. Probably back in 2016 now. And they, I remember them telling me about this band that they saw in the middle of the day. I was down probably catching a heavier band at the time, but they were raving about this band called Mason Hill. And it was like a couple of years later. So the name's everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. almost impossible not to know them at the moment. Pretty much. Um, yeah, no, they've, they've been smashing it. They've been getting like huge support built support slots and um they're they're obviously doing the right things yeah um and i think uh i want to kind of touch on this a little bit with monster fest um i the, the hard rock scene is not my scene i don't know it that well mm. the one thing i can say for mark allison the um the event organizer is he always seems to have quite a great selection of bands for monster yeah. fest um, it really seems to put thought into bringing people up here that maybe don't get here very often, mm-hmm. you know, for Bills. And I always see people traveling for his Monster Fest events. Yeah. Uh, you always see it in the, you know, in the comments, people looking at hotels and stuff. And I think that's a feat in itself. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think you know easy, yourself. It's easy for a scene this far north to become isolated. So it's nice. It's just so nice that people are traveling from all over to come up to Inverness. Yeah. Because I mean, we do have a great city, as much as it's uh, it's Inverness, you know, like it's it's a great place in a lot of ways. So I think having something that's a bit different to bring people here is actually pretty cool. Yeah, um, I think maybe slightly overlooked by a lot of people locally. Mm-hmm. I think you know that that it does actually bring people here. Yeah, it's it's definitely somewhere that gets it gets missed a lot. I think on UK tours. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of bigger artists, and I think there's there's a crowd they're hungry for it 
so it's, it's just so nice when when bands do come here and when people the likes of mark actually they make it happen yeah so do you want to give us a bit more uh, give us the rundown for monster fest what, what are the dates um when are yourselves playing as well when are you guys on um i believe we are the 30th of october okay uh, the dates are slightly slipping my mind just now <laughs> I do I've that completely wrong, but I think um, I know that thirtieth is the Sunday because that's I know yeah I know where I am. Right, after. okay, that's what I'm getting mixed up. I thought it's twenty. Right, we're on. Yeah. we're on the fr- we're on the Friday night, anyways. Right, okay, yeah. Um, so the fr- Friday, uh, the twenty eighth, the twentieth October. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, uh, and is that in Eden Court? Is that the One Touch Theatre? Is that? It right. is, yeah. yeah. It's going to be very cool to see it in there, I think, because we've, we've attended a couple of plays there just years ago, and I thought it is a really, really nice space. Yeah. I think it's it's going to be great to see like the kind of calibre bands that he's got coming up performing on that stage as well. Yeah, it's going to be ace. Um, I, I would love to be there. I'm unfortunately in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, just, I mean, even just to support Bad Actress, to be honest, mm-hmm. just come along and, and see... You folks killing it, that would be why I'd be there. Um, it's, it's honestly very lovely to hear. It's, yeah. it's nice to know that you know we're able to get that kind of support. It's, oh, no, you more than deserve it. Um, hearing folk enjoy, enjoy what we do, it's, it really does just mean the world. Like, it's still blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, you really do deserve it. And, and you know, you've, you've released quite a lot of music um, over the past while you know, past year or so. Are you working on a new album or an EP or anything like that? Um, we're currently looking to record a few a few more singles. Cool. So I believe I've got a release plan going into next year. We're actually, nice. we're, I don't know how much I can say about it just now, but we are not long out of the studio. Oh, with excellent. A, with a new track that we're hoping to get out very soon. We did, cool. uh, we did sneakily debut it at a local show in Nairn. Rather impromptu, but this will be we'll be keeping it fairly under wraps until it comes out. But we are very excited about it. Oh, excellent! And do you think that's going to be this year, or is that is that even that too much to say? Um, okay, again, as far as I know, we don't have a release date nailed in yet. Right. Yeah. Imagine it. We'll be we'll be looking into late this year, early next year. Yeah. Work work is underway anyway. So it certainly is. All great. everything's everything's recorded and ready to be mixed. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it, um, and I'm sure you know. Broken Foundation will be will pump it out when you know it comes out. We'll let people know about it because we're, um, we're very excited to see what people think. Yeah, I mean, it will be good. I know that for a fact. Like, there's just a caliber uh, of untrust with you. With yeah, you, you use the band. Like, I've not heard a bad thing. <laughs> you know, like, it's let's be honest. Definitely so. nice to know we can inspire that kind of faith. Yeah, no, no, it's true though. Um, so I guess maybe switching gears slightly. Um, you and I are both promoters, um, yeah. for lack of a better term, <laughs> in the you know the sort of in the Inverness area, Northern, you know Highlands area sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspires you to get into this sort of line of insanity? Um, I think it just I kind of fell into it by accident because I've loved going to gigs my entire life, and I just think. I remember how how great it felt going to shows and I was thinking like how great would it be to be a part of that to make it happen so I just I thought it would be fun to put something on in my hometown where I was staying in Forest at the time yeah I just put 
you know, a couple of my own bands on and a friend's band. And we just put a wee night on at the local at the local Legion. And unexpectedly, about 40 folks showed up, which we were not expecting at all. And it just, there was a real rush from it, from seeing that many people having fun and enjoying themselves. So it was just thinking, like, that's, there's a satisfaction that comes from it. Mm-hmm. And it's and it just sort of fell into it from there. I got quite hooked and I've got to work with so many amazing bands that I just I always look forward to see what's next and who's next. It's, I'm always thinking about the next show. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, for those that don't know, Forest is a small town. <laughs> a very yeah. small town. Uh, I'm from a town across from it called Nairn, which is just as small. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously I live in, in the big smoke in the Highlands, Inverness. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you feel like you have challenges when you're trying to do something in a smaller town? Bearing in mind, Inverness is already a smaller market. Yeah. Maybe less desirable market for, for bands to come to. So trying to get them to go to an even smaller one past that, mm-hmm. you know, what sort of challenges did you find trying to, you know, get stuff off the ground? The, the biggest issue, I think, was was reach, was making sure that the poster was going to be seen outside of the town. Yeah. There was obviously, there's a, there were a lot of really nice locals that were regulars to the venue and things like that, but to fill a 100-cap room, we needed to be getting the, getting the poster seen further afield and knowing where to aim it and knowing which bands to book that were going to bring crowd that was close enough to yeah. travel. But without having to limit to only the five or six bands that were around. You know, it was it was definitely it was a tough thing to navigate and like in the in the end I feel it definitely had its place, but I'm glad I moved on. Yeah. But it was it was a nice it was a nice challenge to have. And mm-hmm. I think it was it was lovely when it worked out. It was when I was I was wound up speaking to a few people that was there and found that there'd been people travelling from as far as Fife to come up to Forest, so it was that that was very nice to see. That's mad. But yeah, it's, it's so cool. You know, get, getting I guess getting the event known outside of the local music circuit is is definitely tricky when you live somewhere as far removed. Yeah, it's funny. I always remember, like I would see bills you would have, and I would just always think it would be so much easier if you just did this in Inverness. Yeah, you know, um, not and it's not to disparage Forest. Like every time. Uh, I I played there with King Cobalt. I played there played there with Below the Neck. We always had a good time. Like the mm-hmm. shows were always ace. Yeah. Uh, the people that were there gave a lot. Of, they cared a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, I always think I'd rather play to like thirty to forty people that like really give a shit and are yeah. excited and enthusiastic, rather than like a room of people that are just out because they're going out this weekend and they can't really be bothered. Luckily. If you play in a hardcore band, most of those people leave the room when you start playing if they really don't <laughs> want to be there. <laughs> but um, you know, I always thought you know, it was just it always impressed me mm-hmm. the sort of um, how good Forest was for gigs. Um, yeah, honestly, that I was a bit blown away by it myself. Like it definitely, I think a lot a lot of that had to do with how how closely the other bands like made made an effort to work with the event. Mm-hmm. Like the the bands that we worked with, we wound up becoming very good friends with a lot of them, and like yourselves included. And it was just so nice to see that the bands were pushing it. The bands were like, "Hey, you know, 
we'd love to see you come along to this. The people that came started telling their friends and it it wound up becoming almost quite a quite a random scene. Yeah, it was very a very eclectic mix of people in the room. Yeah, All, was, like, you couldn't tell what genre was playing. of Inverness and Aberdeen. Yeah, totally. Um, I, yeah, you, I mean, you could never really tell what genre was on. Yeah. Although I would say you had a lot of good mixed genre bills, which is one I think it's a good trap you didn't fall into, which is just having five of exactly the same bands playing. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like, we would have that occasionally. Would a band would go down absolutely fantastically, and it'd have a few people come up and say, you know, why don't you have seven of this in a row? Mm-hmm. But it's like at a certain point you need to, I guess, find the find the balance with giving people what they're going to enjoy, but also perhaps bringing something else into the mix because they might hear that and think, oh, I like that too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I think there's a lot to be said for, um, not not just like crazy mix genre bills, but having a a bill that means you're not going to get bored of something. And I don't yeah. mean that in like of oh, this band are boring, but um, t- for example, Drekovac, right? Mm-hmm. they're ace like they're so good yeah but if i'm i i'm not a big like sort of black metal extreme metal guy mm-hmm. so if i'm watching eight bands in a row of that <laughs> i'm knackered by the t- i'm like i don't it's not like i don't care it's my brain can't take any can't take it in anymore yeah it's the same with even stuff i like like i went to outbreak fest i have no idea how i survived that but even by <laughs> some of the by the end of that i was like oh, i don't even care about this and a lot of them were like my favorite bands but yeah. it's just i very much need variety it shows i'm at no um, I'm, I'm the complete same i can absolutely relate to that you know just, and it, yeah. it's another thing i think that actually mark's doing a bit differently with monster fest to a lot of a lot of rock festivals and hard rock lineups you see about is even in the bands he's got there's there's a lot of variety yeah because i because they're getting the future on are they they are yeah yeah class band absolutely yeah, insanely good band as well musically they're quite far removed from the likes of gun but i think they will go down an absolute storm do you know what they have in common with like a band like gun or you know a mason hill or yourselves mm-hmm. is the stage show and the energy yeah and like a, a to to be cliched as fuck the the passion you know mm-hmm. you see robbie and the band play and you know they care yeah you know? and they're great they're so good like I, yeah. we, we played with them um you know i we invited them to play on a show with us ages ago it was one of the first shows we did mm. because i i just knew they were they're a class act and they're all really sound as well so and it's, it's, helpful. it's interesting that it's interesting bringing that to the multi back to the multi-genre bill chat as well is like to me that sounds like a fantastic lineup oh yeah and it was get, mad it was great you'll always have people that will question it when you have a mix of genres on the bill but it's it's very rare you'll find someone that listens to one kind of music exactly getting yeah. getting to see you getting to see you guys with below the neck and forgetting the future on the same night would be fantastic i think and it's, yeah. it'd be nice to see more of that around a lot so it's another reason that myself and i imagine a lot of other people are quite excited for monster fest is that each set will stand out yeah definitely yeah if you could be able to go there and have a not maybe like a palate cleansers and bands you know like it's going to give you something different. It's going to yeah. get you ready for the next, you know, maybe the thing you're dying to see. Yeah. But you've you've you kind of had the opportunity. The, you don't want to get to the headliners and think I've already seen this six times. Exactly. Which yeah. is which I, I can guarantee absolutely will not be happening with Monsterfest. Exactly. I mean, Mar- Marco alone is a, will put on a very eclectic set. Yeah. 
Because so does he do like uh, acoustic stuff as well as you know full band electric stuff? Like, can does he mix it all together live? Or um, so when we've seen him, it's it's all been live. He, he was just performing with a three piece band. It was a very like minimalistic, simple setup, but they made a mm-hmm. hell of a noise, and it was quite quite a variety. Like he had with some blues classics. He did a fantastic cover of Higher Ground. Okay, there was cool. Also, uh, there's also a lot of his his own stuff, which has got a really like hard rocky feel to it. And then he, you know, we've thrown a Ted Nugent cover or a Thin Lizzy cover or something, and it's no no two songs sounded the same on his set. And I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's, I mean that's a cool thing. Uh, we, we saw him we saw him perform six nights in a row and didn't get sick of it at all. He was he's just brilliant to watch every time. Uh, that's I mean that's that's a, that's a stamp of approval if I've if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Um, I've you know I I, I don't I, fa- I say famously joke I, no one gives a shit but I like I've seen architects three times and mm. I never want to see them again even though I love them yeah uh, like there's a load of bands I've seen I think counterparts are four times now and I I would just go and see them again I don't really care they're they're awesome mm-hmm. but I think once you've seen a band enough times you've kind of seen them yeah um, you can w- wind up becoming more discerning it's like you know if I'm if I'm gonna go see these guys again what what am I going to get that I didn't get last time? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's different if it's, you know, they come around once every eight years, you know, kind of, yeah. four, you know, five years. They kind of slip not do. Like, they're away for ages. And then, you know, it would be cool to see them again. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a different experience. Yeah. Um, whereas I saw, I remember saw Architects like twice on the same tour. I saw them at the mm-hmm. start of a tour and at the end of a tour. Like, it was like a year-long world tour sort of thing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I've seen this band now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know what you mean. I have that experience at festivals sometimes. Like, yeah, there's a lot of bands you see. You can kind of say, oh, well, I've ticked them off a list. But then, then you get certain sets that just grab you, and it's like, yes, I want more of that. Totally. I guess you know, in terms of of stuff that grabs you, is there anything you're looking or you know, kind of dream bookings for Long Arm? Uh, promotions at this point is, is there stuff you really want to bring in um or you know have you thought about doing more tour style booking or anything like that what what's your kind of thoughts on those things it's interesting to say that because i have been in talks with a couple bands about potentially running maybe scottish weekenders yeah because with like the kind of bands that i brought up for festivals before and people that we've met on the road things like that we've got speak to a lot of bands down south that have been gigging touring for years made quite a name for themselves but never been to scotland mm-hmm. or they've never been further north than edinburgh and i just i think there's there's no specific bands at the moment for me it's about bringing i'd like to keep bringing new bands up to inverness yeah and if i can bring bands from further afield maybe give them a wee run around scotland to show that scotland isn't just glasgow and edinburgh there's there's great venues all over the place and great crowds all over the place. Hundred percent. That's one thing I, I I kind of did out of necessity. I think you know originally uh, was you know have a band come from Ireland and yeah. you know one date's not really enough. So like right okay let's make a wee tour for them. Let's mm-hmm. make it happen. And you know I think you you learn a lot doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know as a promoter and as a performer. Well, it's, it's, ama- it's amazing, like, the, the size of certain Scottish tours you can see. Yeah. Like, I was impressed uh, it was of Massive Wagons of all bands, like, a very big-name band. They were up, they were 
they did a proper run of Scotland. They just like they just covered everywhere. Yeah. Like, I never thought I'd see the lights of massive wagons playing places like Dunfermline. No. <laughs> well, apparently Dunfermline has an absolute kick-ass heavy scene. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Uh, and I and I, I you know I've been there and played a show uh, and uh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was like we were playing with a band called Evil Blood. You oh, you'd like absolutely them. fantastic band, yeah. yeah uh, fantastic. They they did like four encores and I didn't care. I was like, this is the best. Brilliant. Keep going. Yeah. Um and they were they were they were ace. Um, it's a band I've yet to see, but I'm very, very keen to. And it's it's certainly someone that I'd be interested in working with in the future as well. Uh, well, so so am I. So we'll talk. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, they're great. Uh, it was like through Ian from Out Their Mercy. Um, oh, Ian's, Ian's wonderful. Like the, the passion that that man has for what he does. That man is hardcore through and through. And yeah. he'll, he'll HXC, brother. Like, my, uh, one of yeah. my favorite moments that I've, of anyone that I've ever encountered at a gig was at, it was at the last ever Forest Fest and I was playing with my old band at the time Section 9 and the the crowd just like was throwing down by the end you know it was late on in the night everyone was drunk we were playing some really heavy stuff so people were throwing limbs and right in the middle of it you've got Ian it had been I think he was about 50 at the time yeah throwing down with people half his age and just annihilating and then sp- speaking to him after and being like oh yeah i've not long had arthritis removed from my shoulder i i'm just that, thinking that that that's hardcore in a nutshell yeah i mean i i, uh, I have endless respect for for ian and the whole you know the whole band yeah um ian's just one of those guys uh, you know i've unfortunately I've not spoken to him as much as I'd like to recently, probably. But I mean, he's one of those guys you can always talk to about hardcore. Yeah. Like, you know, people say, you know, he lives it. Like, oh, he's, he, he's got he, incredible he, stories as well. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's just, a, he's a great dude. He'll help you if he can. Like, that's the one thing. Like, he, people say, oh, yeah, give me a shout if you need something. Like, he yeah. actually does help you. Well, um, we, we actually um, had a very interesting experience with him, like bringing it back to Bad Actress when we were we were pulled from a bill in Edinburgh at the last minute because they didn't have time, but we were already booked into our accommodation. We'd travelled down for three hours. We were thinking, what what are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, to start putting feelers out, we ended up getting a phone call from Ian, who manages to slap us on opening a punk bill, of all things. Yeah. And it wound <laughs> up being an incredible night. I can imagine. I can. And we, got to, we got to meet some lovely people. That's how I wound up meeting a man called Reality Asylum. All right. Okay. You were then brought up to play Forest Fest after that, so it's just oh, cool. It's amazing, like all these chance encounters that can wind up. You can wind up building great relationships with people based on these. Hundred um, percent. I think that's something that is just so truly special about the small music scene in general. Yeah, I you know I I always I, I like to think of it as like the grassroots music scene, um, you know, and, and just think of it in that regards. You know, if you can, if you're part of it and you help someone, like you. I like never expect anything back, but yeah. you never know. Like something might come of it, and people like Ian are a perfect example of that. Like, give a shit. Have yeah. always given a shit. Will always give a shit. Yeah. Always kick ass. Play great shows. Have fun. Like, super. Just I don't know. Just a warm human being. You know. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, and obviously, I, I, like not not to sound like I'm trying to blow smoke up your arse, but I've had that experience with yourself as well. 
Oh, thanks. Like if, if any time I've worked with a band that you've been associated with, it's been an amazing experience, and I've attended quite quite a few of the shows you've put on as well, and they've just always been brilliant nights. Oh, thanks. Like, there's I not, there's not a single person there that doesn't look like they're having a great time. Well, I mean, like, that's I mean, that's why I put that's why I put gigs on at the end of the day is because like I love them. Mm. Uh, I quite often get told that I'm always like the happiest looking bastard in the room. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> like smiling ear to ear picking my mates up uh, when I shouldn't be and mm-hmm. you know not, I, I don't like really pit that hard but I do pick people up and carry them yeah. around the room and stuff like that that's my that's it's, my special it's, it's so nice to see that as well like is <laughs> the the looking dead serious at a show thing it's been it's been done to death so it's just oh, so nice to see people looking like they're having an amazing time it's like I'm smelling like a goof ear to ear listening to someone talk about beating the crap out their mates and stuff <laughs> Uh, no, it's absolutely really funny. I got I got uh, a temp, got like a, a three day ban from Facebook yeah. for saying I was going to punch Ian in the head at a gig. Brilliant. Because I was like just talking about motions. I was like, oh, I'm going to bar yeah. you or whatever. And then I got banned. <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It, it makes you realize what the hardcore scene must look like from the outside, though. It, exactly. Like, 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 you know, all these people hate each other. It's like, no, no, that's my best mate. I'm just going to spin kick him real quick. It's like it's like how in Scotland you call people a cunt. That's like a yeah. term of endearment. It's not. I'm not being Absolutely. horrible. Exactly. Um, so I mean, I don't. I, I mean, it's been a while since we've spoken uh, mm. properly. Um, I have you got anything coming up, long arm wise? Uh, I know there's there's a a very heavy show on the 25th of November. Yeah, the 25th. Dress. We've got um, we've got Drekovac coming back through from Aberdeen. And it's very, very excited to be putting them on in Inverness because I got to catch them when they were playing the Heat of the Metal to the Masses competition. They, they did, they got over pretty well, and they did yeah. ace of that show. First, yeah. first, first band on, and they just owned the room from the start. And I just, loved it. That was my first time seeing them. So we find within within the grassroots scene as well. There's very few I found that are like Drekovac. It's like they're they're playing like their Dark Funeral or their Demi Borgir or someone like they're playing it like they are real thing and that's and it just because they they really are like they're they're so committed to what they're doing and they do it with absolute passion and it's just so much fun to watch yeah totally there's that legitimacy of like there it doesn't seem like they're playing a character like playing playing characters isn't the right word but you know like for example what what, what you do in bad actress mm-hmm. it's very performative yeah but it's like that's the point Whereas, well, like, because I've seen um, you do that. I've had, had the opportunity to be to be fr- very friendly with all all the members of Drakovac, and off stage they're just some of the loveliest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. When you, when you watch them up there, you could be fearing for your life by the end yeah. of it. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, Ash, the vocalist, is a a physical specimen. Oh yeah. You know, let's be honest. Um, but lovely dude. Yeah. From my, you know, limited, uh, I'll, I'll admittedly, but limited experience with him. But, you know, the whole band was like that. I, just I mean, I, I've, thinking... woken up, I've woken up on his couch to him standing in the doorway in his pants, so it's very hard to take him seriously on stage after that. But... <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> uh, lives long in your mind, I imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, have, you got, have you got anything planned 2023-wise, uh, or is that kind and of stuff I in the... Do, yeah. I do have my first show of next year booked now. Awesome. Um, like, we're... We're not going fully public with it until it's out, okay. but um, I don't mind seeing it. I don't even mind debuting it on here because uh, but we're Ooh. bringing Glasgow death metalers Rend Them Asunder 
Oh, baby. Which I believe will be their first headline in Inverness. Yeah, I would think so. We managed to get them on a kind of weekend deal with the this year's Metal to the Masses winners, actually, Catalysis from Dundee. Oh, spectacular. So we're so I'm very excited for that one. So it's going to be a co-headline bill with those two. Uh, because they're they're playing together in Glasgow the night before, so I had a chat with Kane from Rend the Asunder and thought, you know what, let's make a weekend out of it. Yeah, totally. So we're yeah, we're just sorting out all the final details from that, and we're going to try and have it announced as soon as possible. Fantastic, that'd be great. Yeah, just I'm very excited to see them come up. Because yeah. oh, one yeah. one thing, a, a personal thing that I just absolutely love is a death metal show in a tiny room. Oh, it's mad, isn't it? So smart. Yeah. I've seen death metal shows on the big open air stages and you just can't beat the intimate experience like I might actually die right now. Yeah. I feel the same way about hardcore stuff. It's it's very very similar in a lot of ways anyway. Um just from like the sort of the level of energy and the ferocity of everyone in the room, you know. And it's uh it's an experience. Well, the, the most the most fun I've ever had at hardcore shows has consistently been seeing below the neck in Inverness. Oof. thank you i appreciate that and that's you know that's coming from you know i've been to see nails i've been to see knock loose you know but it's just be, being being up there in tooth and claw with you guys on it's like feeling like there is a chance any second i'm gonna get kicked in the head it can get wild it's, just, it's yeah it's, you just can't you can't top that kind of experience yeah um i guess you know one uh, to sort of top off the, the sort of long arm promotions Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously did Forest Fest. That was kind of your what got you your start and, and did yeah. that sort of thing. Do you think, uh, and you've had your last ever Forest Fest as well, mm-hmm. to be clear, I know that's not, that's not coming back. Do you think the, the sort of the all-day-air style festival type thing, do you think that's kind of done for you in a lot of ways? Um, interesting enough, I'm actually, I'm at a point now where I'm starting to I guess the stage before a plan of, yeah. <laughs> of potentially running a weekend there, but I'd be probably looking to do that more central Scotland. Yeah. To, uh, to I guess, like bring and hopefully get bands from around the UK and hopefully try and expand the range of crowd. That's mm-hmm. unfortunately not something that I'd, would be overly feasible too far north. Yeah. But I did. Uh, I mean, I was supposed to be running a festival. I unfortunately had quite a quite a severe dip in my health myself so i had to i had to cancel a weekender that i was very excited for so i'm hoping to bring something back with a similar format yeah kind of three days maybe getting progressively heavier as it goes yeah good, good, no mercy oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I i ask because it's something i've thought about um in terms of i i did something called neck fest yeah, um, which I was, was I was so gutted. We were we were playing a gig that night, and because that lineup yeah. was unreal. Yeah, I mean it was like it was a, it was a cool time, you know. I, I had yeah. a brilliant time. Um, but I kind of I love and hate the old air. Yeah, from, from a promoter standpoint, it's, um, it's exhausting. It is, you know, and I don't know. It's like because you'll 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 talk you'll talk to people. Like the last guy you feel after the show, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm absolutely knackered," and like those, and like you be talking to a crowd, and they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm the same. We've been here standing watching bands for six hours." And you, but then you can turn around to them and say, "I've been here on my feet since ten thirty in the morning." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm not going home for another four hours. Yeah, yep. 
and I've got to get up at eight to do it all again tomorrow. Yeah, I do. I, that's I guess what I think. What maybe what I think about a little bit is, uh, if the from a crowd member perspective, mm-hmm. like is it, you know, I don't want it to be too long. Yeah. Um, I guess it's different. If, you know, you're going to bloodstock or something. You're, you're you're camping. You're there for like the whole weekend. It's yeah. Well, you, like can see, you can be seeing bands as early as half ten if you're up on time there. Yeah, you know, and I feel you know maybe it's different, and maybe it's just my uh, imposter syndrome kicking in, thinking oh nobody will want this and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I'm always just like I, I always want to do more. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm always interested in what other promoters think because yeah, you know, I think I feel like we all try it. Well, know, it's, inter- it's interesting that you're talking there, talking about this because I always found that the the big thing was feeling like I was missing another person. Like yeah. I think running running a, a weekend or an all day or solo is it's taxing as all hell. It really is. I mean, for the first neck fest, I was lucky. Uh, Rory, who's in Blow the Neck, uh, he works. His day job is like kind of stage tech and stuff. Yeah. Uh, at Eden Court itself, and and he kind of stage managed for me, mm-hmm. and just made sure you know bands got fuck off stage and yeah uh, everything got set up and it was smooth as anything. It was like it was really great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, set, it makes all the difference when you've got and you can get people like that on your side. Yeah. Uh, and so I obviously, feel like, promoting something like that, you've you've got your work cut out for you. So. Yeah, you got enough shit to deal with, and yeah. even just working on the door, and you know, making sure that bands are actually in the venue, yeah, you know, before they start and things like that, you know, all all those kind of like wee bits and bobs. And just, um, it's just be like finding the middle ground as well, because I remember trying trying to work more closely with another promoter one time, and I I came back to find a drum kit in the street. So yeah, was... I remember that. Do you know whose drum kit that was? Oh, so it was. It was mine. Yeah. And honestly, I think that is where all my trust for other people went out the window at that point. It's like from then on, I was like, so what, I'm going to have to take the driver's seat myself on these events. And it's I think that's when it winds up becoming too much. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you maybe want to touch on it. Um, mental health is obviously an issue for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I certainly struggled with it mm-hmm. considerably over the last so, couple so of years. It's something that, that you and I have spoken about many times. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you have you sort of got any tips of stuff that you maybe think um, you've been able to build into to what you do to help you maybe not fall into certain traps? Like, I like have to take time, yeah, to not be dealing with stuff for gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to be doing everything all the time, a hundred percent, go 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 go. But it's, what happens? It's so much is... harder when you see other promoters who are doing that as well. Yeah. And it's like for a long time, I'd find myself comparing myself to them mm-hmm. and running myself into the ground. And I think you have to realize if you do have mental health struggles, you need to you need to be doing things the way that you can do it. Not because other people might have totally different situations, you know, yeah. or they or they might have other people on side with them. So I think it's knowing not just your limitations, but knowing how to work around them as well. Yeah, it's really, really just taking as much time to get to know yourself and what can be an issue, what you can do to kind of avoid that in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think a big, a big one for me was setting time constraints on myself, like never having shows that are closer than two months together. Always, <laughs> yeah. make, always making sure that I've got something put aside in case the show flops, things like that. Just 
anything anything to reduce stress because obviously I, I can't speak for everyone but i know that stress is a very common trigger with a lot of mental health disorder so i think you know working in the music business you're already fighting a losing battle against stress so i think just finding ways to alleviate the stress as much as possible yeah you know, and be be open with the people you work with you know be be open with the people you're close with let let them know where you're at what you're doing just keep talking yeah i think that's a very good point uh, in terms of just being you know i guess being open and honest it's it's not you're not it's not like don't view this as a cry for help and things like that it's like no i mean i'm being honest with you because we're trying to achieve something together and you know i don't want this to fall apart if you know something happens down the line um Mm. it's certainly there's come to tight there's been times in in different bands where i've kind of gone i have to have nothing to do with this for a week yeah we're not going to speak to anybody for a week and it's maybe you know that's like it's getting too far it's too much Mm. at that point um, and I should have said earlier, but you know, I feel like once you kind of get to feel it out for yourself, like you can, you can be a bit more open with others. Yeah. Um, I no, I mean, I'm definitely glad. Like, to- like you said, with with working in a band, it is it's a very very important thing. Yeah. If you're, I guess, if you're struggling with mental health and you're going to be working in a band, you need to be prepared that you're going to need to be open with your band members about your struggles. Yeah. And I mean, get, I guess something we never actually covered as well is um, it's probably maybe less difficult for you than other people considering two of bad actors are your brothers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but I mean, you're right though, 100%. Like, um, I feel like if you're in a band and you're doing things semi-seriously, you know, you need to, you're, you're kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, a, a band of brothers, you know, or, you know you're like a travelling show yeah. You know, you know, well, we, man, we, we man, know each other very well. Dogs. We, we spend yeah. a lot of time on the road together, and I think being, being conscious and aware of each, of each other at all times is so important for that. Yeah, the last the last thing you want is to be getting in a massive fight or feeling like you're unable to talk to anyone just midway through a long tour. It's just keeping open communications. Like if you're not doing good, you know, having people having like working with people that you can say that to. Yeah, I guess as well, key. you know, having, you know, actual relations in your band. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that you grew up with these fuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what if you found a way to, you know, avoid, uh, you know, fights and flare ups and, and, and aggression and stuff? Because I'm certainly someone who doesn't handle being annoyed very well, as I'm sure uh, my bandmates can tell you. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, especially. I let things go too long and I get really pissed off about stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, is there stuff you, uh, the bunch of you have managed to kind of work think, out or has it never been like that for years? I think a lot of it is, uh, is something that we talked about recently, actually. It was, uh, it's just uh, like we're it's checking in. So yeah. like even, even if no one's saying anything, ask. You know, and I like to, I like to make a point of, you know, when I'm feeling in a position that I feel like I could support someone else, I'll, I'll try and approach the guys and I'll find out, you know, where are you at? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. That. And it's just, and like a lot of them, a lot of the guys in the band will do it for each other. And it's, yeah, it's very much that we don't, you know, not letting anyone suffer in silence. You know, like yeah. even if, if we're having a discussion and someone looks irritated, you know, they'll be, they'll be encouraged to voice that as opposed to sit on it. 
Yeah, I, I always sort of go down like, you know, if you're pissed off about something or if you don't agree with something, like now's the time to say it because if you don't, everyone's going to assume that we're all, you know, everyone's okay with things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, just, that'll just lead to resentment and bitterness further down the line. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, it's you're, you're better to have a small fight in the moment than a massive one a week from now. Yeah, definitely, 100%. I, I definitely agree with that one. Um, I guess we're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, so, to you know, sort of re- recap, you play in Bad Actress, you're playing Monster Fest, mm-hmm. you promote shows under the long arm. When you're not doing music, what's the sort of number one thing in your life that's your passion or, you know, what's, what's it that gets you up in the morning that isn't music? Uh, well, currently, it's, uh, it's kind of a combination of two. One of them is... Uh, this is education. I'm currently studying for a degree in psychology. Oh, wow. It's awesome. A subject that I'm massively passionate about. And I think just every day is exciting now because it's like, you know, what what new weird sides of humanity am I going to learn about today? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's cool. So uh, are you in, what year are you in on this? Uh, you know, is that a long-term thing? or what's Yeah, the I've, I've just started my second year of the, at the degree level. But, so I'll be looking at at least another year on that, plus another three for further education after that. So it's looking like a, it's going to be a big chunk of my life for the next wee while. Yeah. Which is quite, it's quite exciting knowing that I've got all that to look forward to. Totally. I mean, I, I mean, psychology is obviously, I think, a mystery, but also uh, an intrigue for a lot of people. Um, everyone wants to understand what makes them and the people they know tick, you know? Yeah. I think seeing, you know, struggling with mental health is was actually a real kick into getting into that because it just got me thinking, you know, why? What what is it that sets my head apart? What's making this different for me? What's causing my experience of this to be different? And then realizing that every single person is a they're encountering something differently. Yeah. Experiencing it differently and you think, why? You like why is that? You know, what can I do to understand that more? And it just got me asking all these questions so i just thought i'm you know what I'm, let's let's properly look into this yeah do I you feel haven't looked back oh that's good do you feel like um looking at, you know sort of studying psychology studying the, the the mind as it were do you think that that's had a positive impact on your own health oh absolutely yeah like for obviously getting getting a greater understanding of things like behavior patterns and stuff has been it's good and taking time in my own time to study different mental health disorders as well you know, for mm-hmm. want of a better term and studying the, the patterns of symptoms within them and seeing which ones apply to me as well like based on my own diagnoses and stuff and it's i don't know it's just i find the more the more you know the more the more equipped you are to deal with it yeah definitely it's, it's uh, you know obviously i can't suggest it as a universal help because everyone's experience will be different but i know for me certainly like having just just having a lot of information is giving me at least at least a tool. Yeah, no, totally. And, uh, and the other thing where it's been beneficial mental health wise, I think, is just from an education standpoint in general. It gives you gives you a daily structure. It gives you something to get out of bed for. Yeah, it's like purpose. You know, you strive for type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... No, I mean, I mean, I have to commend you for, you know, going, uh, obviously you took a break uh, from uh, your original education, um, 
you know, did a couple of different things here and there, as most people do, and yeah. then, you know, making the decision to go into further education afterwards. Um, yeah. I'm not necessarily a believer in you need to go to uni and blah, blah, blah. No. Uh, I think, you know, everyone no, will find their own way. It's very much a case-by-case case kind of thing. I think for a lot of people, 100%. trying to force themselves into education can wind up being detrimental. If for nothing other than, than the environment, it's it's harsh, it's cold. Yeah, it's not, not for life. everyone, you know. I know, uh, I know for me personally, face-to-face face education was just, it was a lost cause. I think studying online was definitely, like finding out that that was a possibility definitely made a difference. But but yeah, no, it's an abs- I would say it absolutely is a myth, even coming from someone in education, that you need to do it. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. should be, it should very much be like a, if you if you want to do that course and you think you'd enjoy that course, it's worth doing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people pressure themselves into education that they they won't enjoy or they don't feel passionate about or that they feel pressured into. And I think like this, like the sheer number of people living amazing lives that don't even bother with it because you just you you just don't need it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely other things where I, I never want to dissuade people from doing it because. Mm-hmm. If it's something they want to do, go like go for it. Some of my best friends are serial university students at this point. Um, yeah, you know, and like uh, you know, they're killing it. And they're doing great, and they love it, and that's their thing. And some mm. people dropped out after the year, and they're also happy doing what they're doing. Yeah, and I, I remember having a discussion with someone. It was a um, my wife's brother's partner. Uh, it was her, her house having a party, and someone had just dropped out of. Uh, university i think it was maybe second year or something mm-hmm. and everyone was like oh what are you gonna do now blah 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 and i was just like i must be you know a bit of a relief to not have to do that anymore if you didn't yeah. that stuff. And yeah, I, absolutely i just remember thinking no one's asking them about how they feel about what like about not doing it anymore they're all asking yeah. about like what, how are you going to get back in what you know what are you going to do now you know yeah as like, if as you if, don't need with as if like education's and uh something that's going to leave a hole in their life if they don't have it and so, but yeah in the in a lot of cases especially a case like that the life could be considerably better without Not doing it <laughs> yeah 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 i definitely agree with that um i guess i mean that's like have you got any like big hobbies that you, you're super into uh any any weird collections or anything i'm a, I'm a super big collector uh of fucking wrestling trading cards and figures like an idiot yeah. Uh, is, there, is there anything you're like super into? Uh... Um, my big one is reading Marvel comics. Nice. Yeah. I never got particularly excited by the films. I oh, really? They're, yeah. they're they're interesting to watch from a from like a oh this this is this is the people I read about every day kind of like the novelty factor of seeing it on the screen. Mm-hmm. But I thought I just I've never found it translates particularly well into film. Okay, that's an I interesting take. I've, I've... Again, I realise that that is certainly not an opinion that's going to be shared vastly well, i mean that's and, your uh, opinion that's the important part of it you know but yeah i think yeah. I, I read comics every single day of my life have you got any favorite um characters or writers or artists or anything like that um i really like the it's like the 2006 2007 run on daredevil where they took okay. quite a dark quite a dark turn with him i really enjoyed that and I've always enjoyed reading Ghost Rider. I just think it's such a brilliant, larger-than-life character, and he's metal as fuck. Totally, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, who does who doesn't want to see, you know, a skeleton with his head on fire in a spiked biker jacket, just whipping people with chains? Like, 
what's not to love? I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty hard. It's pretty death metal. Like, isn't, oh yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, totally. Um, cool. Well, I mean, I guess if you got anything you want to maybe plug or you know talk over the last like bit, and then we'll we'll finish up here. Um, I think again, just I've covered on it. But again, the the main thing to push at the moment is just I want to give an, another shout to Monster Fest. Yeah, totally. And to those to those who have never attended or or think about it, I cannot recommend it enough as an event. Yeah, and tickets are available now. Um, if you just Google Monster Fest, you will find it. Uh, it's taking place uh, the twenty eighth and 29th of October. Yeah. In court, and there's also a fringe event on the twenty seventh, um, also Eden Court, I think, and that's got a Mason Hill headlining, um, <laughs> and you've got a vast variety of great bands. Uh, we've already gone over a couple of them. You've got Marco Mendoza, you've got Gun, you've got Bad Actress, Forgetting the Future, and there's plenty more. Um, and uh, one I'd like to give a special shout to as well is the recently added opening bands for the first for the first night of the main festival is a band called wildfire oh yes as a band that we've we've had the pleasure of playing with twice and like seriously if you've never to anyone else if you've never seen this band catch them cool well, i'll need to check they're, them out. they're they're young they're up and coming and they're like judas priest on steroids <laughs> well it's that's a good absolutely thing. fantastic yeah no i love to hear that i'll need to check them out then cool well um I've been Finbar from the Broken Foundation Collective and this has been Alvina from Long Arm Promotions and Bad Actress and I'd like to thank you all for listening. See you later.